if I told you imaginary friends are real? This is just so exciting. This Friday, get ready for the movie event with the greatest cast you've ever imagined. Showtime. Ryan Reynolds, John Krasinski, Kaylee Fleming, Fiona Shaw, Phoebe Waller-Bridge, Louis Gossett Jr., Matt Damon, Emily Blunt, George Clooney, Maya Rudolph, Bradley Cooper, Sebastian Maniscalco, John Stewart, Sam Rockwell, Aquafina, Keegan-Michael Key, and Steve Carell. I need to throw up or I need a snack. It's one of the two. Gross. If. Ready PG. Parental guidance suggested. Written and directed by John Krasinski. Get ready to skidoo into stories, because there's a new season of Storytime with Josh and Blue. Skidoo, we can do inside our storybook with you. Your preschooler <laughs> can wind down wherever you choose. Blue's always ready for a snuggly snooze. Ooh, I think I'm almost ready for a nap now, too. When it's time to settle down, Blue and all her friends are here for your preschooler. <laughs> Listen to Storytime with Josh and Blue wherever you get your podcasts. Hello, friends, benders, and non-benders alike. Welcome to Braving the Elements, Nickelodeon's podcast about all things Avatarverse. I'm Janet Varney, and my beloved co-host, Dante Bosco, is out on set. And this just in, we can officially announce that Dante and I will be back for Braving the Elements Season 2. We cannot wait for what is to come. But... We both got so excited about releasing a very, very special episode. That's right. Many of you have asked me about this on social media. The episode we recorded live at New York Comic Con, we are finally releasing. It was so, so amazing to do that. It was very emotional. I was re-listening to the episode as we were getting it ready to put out, and a couple of things occurred to me. One, I feel like you hear the tears streaming down my face as we come out to this amazing, amazing group of folks. Getting to see everybody in person was very emotional and very lovely. And I think possibly because it was so emotional and because I was doing something we don't usually do on the podcast, which is read some scenes, for some reason... I say Shirsu instead of Shirshu every time I read it on the page, but I say it right when I'm not reading it on the page. It's one of those beautiful, natural mysteries that can only occur at New York Comic Con at just the right time, just the right time of year with just the right group of people. So while your temptation might be to give me a hard time about it, and listen, if you're going to, you're going to, and I love you for it. But let's pretend like it's a beautiful miracle that happened. And we're all going to remember the time Janet said Shirsu like 18 times. So enjoy that. We didn't want to pull it out and try to cover it up because D. Bradley Baker is doing all these wonderful things live. So there it is, preserved perfectly forever. And then you'll also hear very deep in this phenomenal episode, a moment in which a curtain started to rise. You will hear a sort of reaction from the audience. We hear a little ad lib from us on stage. It was very goofy. And so if you wonder what that was, now you know. Stay tuned for that and a great conversation we had with Dee Bradley Baker, who, of course, is the genius behind so many of our Avatar hybrid animals, regular animals. You will also hear some of the questions that you, our audience, got to ask us live. And we just had so much fun. Can't wait to share this with those of you who couldn't be there. Let's get into it. Avatars in the house. Give it up for Prince Zuko! This is crazy. I'm so excited to be at New York City Comic Con. Uh, This is so amazing, and I'm very emotional just being able to be back at a con with all of you. This is very cool. Yeah, I feel you. Welcome back. Welcome Welcome back. I'm pretty, yeah, I, I feel like I'm in some kind of weird dream state at the yeah. moment. Yeah. Um, but it's great. We're in a packed room here at New York City Comic Con. Yeah. Um, I get to be introduced ourselves. What are we doing? Why don't we just start, like, we're starting the podcast? Because okay, this yeah. is going to be, this is our first time ever doing our podcast in front of an audience. Right. It's actually our first time ever doing our podcast where we could touch each other. Exactly, which is it's a very new experience for us. Yeah, we've been looking at our faces uh, on a computer screen for many months for now. For many months now. So and I'm looking at you like, what do, how do we do this? Yeah, I'm this like, work? I do have legs, Dante, I promise. Ah. They're down there. 
Um, so this is exciting. Of course, we're nervous because usually when we do panels, we're not doing it in this sort of structured form right. like we would do a podcast. And also, normally how we would start our podcast is I would say, hello, friends, benders and non-benders alike. Welcome to Braving the Elements, Nickelodeon's podcast about all things Avatarverse. I'm Janet Varney. And I'm Dante Bosco. Oh, no. We're going to get really used to hearing people cheer after we introduce ourselves. And now when we record the podcast alone, we're going to be like, and... and oh, right. And that I'm alone. Just the one time. And I'm alone in my living room and a microphone. <laughs> That's right. Thank you again, New York Comic Con, for having us here. This is one of my favorite cons to do. I have such positive memories of doing New York Comic Con with Nickelodeon, with Mike and Brian, screening episodes here with thousands of fans. This is where I first saw the first episode of uh, book four of Korra, Korra Alone. It is where I heard thousands of people freak out when Korra is writing a letter to Asami saying that she's the only person she feels she wants to talk to. Uh, people lost their minds and we were like, oh, just you wait. <laughs> Uh, do you have like a, a memory of New York Comic Con? No, this is actually my first time <gasps> at New York Comic Con. No way! Yeah, this is my first memory this of the con cool. right now. I was in the back talk, eating a salad, and now I'm here in front of all of you guys. <laughs> Prince Zuko's—they're just like everyone. They eat salads. Uh, okay, so. I guess what I do want to talk about, because I kind of teased this before, is all of these deep dives that we've been doing on the podcast so far, not just of individual episodes of book one, but also of all of these finer details. We even have a segment we call Share Me the Details, and some of you have been uh, hitting us up on social media and saying like, oh, that one moment when Sokka's face just sort of wilts and you just see him really far in the distance, but it's such a great touch because it's so funny. That's the kind of stuff that we love getting from you, and then we get to bring it up on the podcast. We have a, a segment called The Break Bite, where we hear directly from Mike and Brian, like in an email or in a conversation. Because we know people. Because we have some We have ups. some contacts. Because we know our two dads. <laughs> and so we've been able to answer some fan questions and, and, and kind of put them directly to those guys because we kind of feel like we want to be the ambassadors for all of you. And that's one of the things that we've come to take very seriously. Totally. Doing so many cons together through the years is that, you know, we want to... And you ask of... us a lot of questions that we cannot answer. <laughs> That's true. I'm like, that is a good question. I'm going to email yeah. someone yeah. and see if I get an answer back. We're getting to the bottom of it. We're finding out what's some, some stuff that we weren't sure if it was canon or not. But I, I said this a little uh, a minute ago, but just feeling like I have so many favorites now just of book one because we've been so immersed in it. And I'm wondering kind of where we are in book one. We're getting close to the end. We haven't gotten, we're ahead of what's been dropped out into the world. Right. So we're sort of living in uh, like Bateau territory right, right. now. Uh, do you have a favorite episode from what we've covered so far? And does it change all the time? It changes so all what's time. your current Every favorite? Every new you episode we watch is like my, my, my favorite episode. Yeah. So my, my, my last favorite episode. But I... I think it's got to be the, the blue, blue spirit. spirit. <laughs> the blue spirit. blue spirit. Who loves Stand the blue up spirit? for us and give us a wave. Such a great episode. Such a phenomenal episode. That I, I definitely know when we, we recorded that, I started crying because I love that so much. That moment where Aang, ugh. This I mean, is a real foreshadow like, report if you're listening to this in order, but when he's like, would we, you know, if we had met back then, would we be friends? And then Suko throws a fire. Throws a little fire. Have a little fire. Let me heat you up one time and let you figure it out for yourself. So mad at him right now. Because, I mean, a it's cool to have an alter ego like that. Uh, that's the blue spirit. Yeah. It's like Zuko was like has he's like he's like a superhero. Yeah. He's pretty good. Also, with those two swords. Oh, he's amazing. He's amazing because he's not doing firebending because he can't because he can't give away who he is. I know. But when we talked about that again, this is a little bit of a teaser, but I think this episode will come out by the time this right. people hear this. But uh, you're like, this is such an amazing episode. I don't say very much. I don't say anything. So you didn't really remember it that well. Yeah, I was like watching. I'm like, Zuko's not saying anything because he can't. Yeah. Because then everybody would be like, that's Zuko. So he's yeah. just like. Mm, mm. <laughs> 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 little fight scene sounds. That's right. That's right. 
Uh, what about you? Is Blue Spirit one of your favorites from book one? Yeah. Yeah. I wonder what... It's fun to also ask, like, other members, you know, cast members and stuff, like, what their favorite episode, right. like, just to, you know, it's like, if, you know, if he were here, we would be like, you know, D. Bradley Baker, what's one of your favorite episodes of book one? And, Ladies and gentlemen, Mr. D. Bradley, Bradley Baker. Baker. What were the chances? I just used you as a random example. What, the heck? what are the chances that you would be here, our I, wonderful dear friend? It's, a, it's like, you know, that's, that's the beauty of New York. You never know who you're going <laughs> to run into. Okay, episode 105, uh, when King Boomy comes out yeah. and uh, with his. King Boomy. With his, Andre Sogliuzzo. His sweet little pet. With his sweet little pet, Flopsy. Oh, Flopsy. Yeah. Daddy wanted a kiss from Flopsy, if memory serves. Aw. Dee, again, hey. such a random coincidence that you would be here. <laughs> and That was Momo for, yeah, really. I, mean, I don't know. Did any of you see the live Twitch stream episode that we did with Dee where Dee tried to teach us how to do the sounds? <laughs> it's out there. There are some clips out there on social We're media. We're not good at those... That's not our skill set. We will not be taking his job anytime no. soon. It was a disaster. It's fun trying, though. It was, it was fun, trying. fun trying. No, but you had a look on your face. There was like, you just like pure sympathy. Yes. You're like, what sympathy are you doing? Sympathy mixed with delight. Yeah. What are you doing, guys? It's not very easy. It's oh, not it's very easy. Fun. But we it's have. Fun. It's just funny. It's just a very strange coincidence because we were like, oh, would it be fun? Maybe to like read a couple of scenelets from oh. Avatar: Last Airbender, yeah. and like just people happens. want this to come back. They yeah. they are excited. Look look oh, at yeah. look at you guys. It's very it's very heartening to see how deep the love of uh, of Airbender and Korra still burns as you wait for the rekindling that is oh. that is uh, taking place. Avatar Studios, y'all. <laughs> sworn I heard Afa. Uh, we happen to have a couple of little scenelets that we thought it would be fun to read. It just so happens, I mean, what are the chances, again, that they're very Zuko and random animal heavy? <laughs> I don't know. Just fate, I guess. Right. Um, so we were going to maybe do a couple of those and maybe there would be some visuals, you know, to kind of help paint the picture while we read. <laughs> Uh, we are gonna start with. Oh, that's that's the sheer shoe. A scene. That is a sheer shoe. Oh yes, shoe. my friend. Oh yes. We are gonna start with a big kind of action sequence. Um, a big action sequence. This is from. Oh, we just happened to bring it up. Bato of the Water Tribe, and we are going to go to outside in the Abbey a day. The sisters scatter as the eager Shirshu bursts through the abbey gates again. Okay, for those of you who wonder, do they have to do anything to what D does to make it sound like the Shirshu that you know? No. The answer is, that is pure D. Bradley Baker. Sokka and Katara are tied up and strapped on, still groggy. The beast follows its writhing snout in a tightening circle around the courtyard. What's it doing? It's just going in a circle. We see the Shirsu's POV, where flecks of blue dance in front of the creature. They seem to spin from over the Shirsu's head. Suddenly, the Shirsu rears up on its hind legs, dumping all aboard. They look up to see the Avatar plunging directly downward at them on his glider. Bang! buzzes its head, and the creature's snout follows so closely it topples over on its back. Katara shouts, Aang! The Shirsu hops back up and turns toward Aang as June remounts the beast. It reels back to expel its tongue and slam! Appa flies into frame, headbutting the monster. June and the Shirsu crumple against a wall, unconscious. June says, Come on, get up! 
Zuko and the Avatar square off. Aang hurls a massive air offensive at Zuko, which knocks him off his feet. Zuko quickly regains his footing and punches a fireball back. Ugh. Yeah. That's what I That's do, my boy right That's there. That's what I do right there. <laughs> uh, Aang deflects it with an air shield. Zuko and Aang exchange bending blows until Zuko backs Aang up against a wall. With the Avatar pinned against the wall of the well, Zuko delivers a vicious volley of flame. Yeah. Ah! Yeah, vicious. Aang backflips away from the fireball, diving into the well. Zuko runs into the well and pokes his head over the top to blast at Aang again, and wham! Aang flies out, riding a wave of water which douses Zuko's flames and knocks him down. <clears throat> yeah. Zuko is momentarily stunned, but they begin fighting again. At the edge of the courtyard, Uncle gently pats June on the face to bring her around. Oh, Uncle Iroh and his crush on June. We're not going to talk about that. Uh, she opens her eyes... And he smiles at her. June smiles back. Then her face turns to a scowl. She uses Uncle to get to her feet. Then she goes to her sheer suit and starts shaking it, trying to rouse it. Sokka's wiggling his fingers. I'm starting to get some feeling back. Don't ever tell Jack I tried to do that voice. <laughs> Something crashes next to him. Ow! Zuko and Aang continue their duel around the courtyard. Aang sees a glint from Zuko's belt. It's Katara's necklace! Yes, it is. That's my girl. I guess I had missed that hidden Zutara that was in that saying, script the I whole time. What are the chances? Zach's not here, so I can say whatever I want to say. <laughs> oh, no. Aang zips in right behind Zuko. You got something I want. As he grabs for the necklace, Zuko whirls around. He and Aang direct bending moves at each other at close range. The sky exposes itself. Sunlight spills in. Everyone's confused. The focus is being taken away from all of the people who are on stage. Aang quickly shade bends back the shades so that he can continue his fight with Zuko. As Zuko takes a stance for another strike, his aim is blocked by the Shirsu, who charges after Appa with June in the saddle. Before Appa can ram the Shirsu again, it hits him with its toxic tongue. Appa reels, but is able to shake off some of the effect. Poor Appa. Meanwhile, Zuko and Aang continue to exchange blows. Zuko launches an unrelenting barrage of fiery attacks. Uh, uh, uh. <laughs> Aang deftly avoids or deflects each move, then turns and sends a huge blast of air at Zuko, knocking him off his feet. Uh. Up a circles and makes another pass at the Shirsu. The Shirsu lands another direct hit with his tongue. And this time, Appa hits the ground. The Shirsu lunges toward Appa, but the bison struggles to its feet and snaps its jaws at the Shirsu, which cowers backward. Then the Shirsu launches another tongue attack, and Appa can no longer resist the toxin. Slumps over near Sokka and Katara. We're just coming around. June turns the sheer suit toward Aang, and the monster strikes at him with its tongue. At the same time, Zuko firebends at Aang. Ugh! <laughs> Most valuable player. At the same time, Zuko goes, okay. With two opponents, Aang is really on the run. He barely manages to dodge both flames and tongue, ducking and diving, uses an, using his airbanding only for defense. They've got him on the ropes. On the sidelines, Katara and Sokka drag themselves out of harm's way. The superior runs over to tend to them, waving aromatic oils under their noses. As he comes around, Sokka watches as the Shirsu sniffs to find Aang's scent every time Aang moves. He looks at the superior's oils and gets an idea. That thing sees with its nose. Let's give him something to look at. The perfume? Sokka smiles. Aang keeps dueling Zuko in the Shirsu. As the Shirsu strikes, Aang airbends one of Zuko's fireballs into the monster's tongue. The Shirsu lets out a howl. Okay, let's move on to our second. I mean, what are we gonna do? Like, go back to I don't to know. I'm grunting. That um, I, don't, I feel so inadequate right now. 
Well, the, sh- the sheer shoe's going to be okay. We don't, we don't need to stop the show for sheer shoe. Well, I got to say, well, also, that's, I mean, we're close to the end of the scene, but also, okay. I just wanted to say, like, in just rewatching that episode so recently, it really hit home again, like, the sheer shoe's not bad. She's torturing him into doing all of those things. Yeah. Like, she's fully oh, yeah. whipping and torturing him. Shirsu's sure, one of my favorite animals in all of, that. Of, of, uh, of these shows. I, I love that character. And yeah. the rela- because of the relationship yeah. that, that the creature has with its, with its master, it's very interesting. Yeah. It's, com- it's more complex than I had yeah. remembered. Yeah. And Shirsu's sure, half what and half what? How, it's half sheer and half shoe. Half sheer and half shoe, right? Yeah. Half anteater, maybe? Does anybody know? And half a... Mole? Mole. Mole. Because it's blind. Right? It's, or so, it's sort of blind. It sort of sees in black and white. It sees almost like auras. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I think we need to ask somebody about this. I, I always felt it was anteaterish with that nose of some sort. And then yeah. half mole, and it's blind. Yeah. Okay. I always have all these questions. Anteater and a German shepherd. I mean, it's just that... Yeah. Boy, it hunts you down, man. Oh, boy. It's amazing. Again... June, not that kind to that sheer suit. No. Okay, well, what if we went to, I don't know, the Western Air Temple? Western Air Temple. And Where we were we at? maybe at Zuko's campsite. Oh. And maybe... I don't know, maybe Zuko looks straight into the camera giving a sincere but very awkward pitch about his virtues as a firebending instructor. Hello, Zuko here. But I guess you probably already know me, sort of. So the thing is, I have a lot of firebending experience. I'm considered being pretty good at it. Well, you've seen me, I mean, you know, I I was attacking you. I mean, I guess I should apologize for that, but anyway, I'm good now. I mean, I thought I was good before, but now I realize I was bad. But anyway, I think it's time I I joined the group and taught the Avatar firebending. He waits for an answer, and we pull back to reveal that Zuko is talking to a badger frog. A fuzzy, hopping Avatar animal that sits on a nearby stump. We're at Zuko's camp, near the air temple, where he's constructed a tent out of his deflated war balloon. The badger frog just eyes him. Zuko loses his patience. Well, what's your answer? His loud questioning scares the badger frog, and it hops away. Yeah, that's what I'd say, too. (laughs) How am I supposed to convince these people I'm on their side. What would uncle do? He tries to get into uncle's mindset. Zuko. (laughs) You have to look within yourself (laughs) to save yourself from your other self. (laughs) Only then will your true self reveal itself. (laughs) Ah. Even when I'm talking for him, I can't figure out what he means. He keeps thinking. What would Azula do? Listen, Avatar. (laughs) I can join your group or I can do something unspeakingly horrible to you and your friends. Your choice. I guess I'm not good at impersonation. He shakes his head. He's no Azula. He takes a deep breath, then starts walking away from his camp. Oh, the sigh was unexpected. I know, I just get that sigh. <laughs> oh, Zuko. Did you want to come cook with us? Vamos, let's get cooking. Your preschooler can swing into action with Dora and Boots for a musical adventure in her brand new podcast. Recipe for adventure. It's Dora's recipe for adventure, and she's cooking up special treats with all her friends and family. We've got everyone's favorite dishes. Empanada. Paleta. We're cooking up a family adventure, and Dora has the perfect recipe. Listen to Dora's recipe for adventure wherever you get your podcasts. So, 
we have a little bit of extra time that I, if somebody wanted to, and I, I have not told Dee this, but he was like, hey, I can roll with whatever. So I thought if there's an animal that you would like to hear. Perry. <laughs> was it Perry the platypus? Was it Perry the platypus bear? <laughs> uh, okay. Okay, it's a different universe and a different network, but... <laughs> Perry. An is, do you have another uh, app? I mean... Bosco! Naga? Naga? Naga. I like to have Pabu running around my house. That sounds kind of yes, fun, doesn't it? Yes, please. <laughs> Someone call for Bosco the bear. The Bosco the just bear. <laughs> yeah. He's a nice one. Did someone say a turtle duck? What was it? Which one? I'm just saying, I can't hear it. Momo? Momo, of course, Momo. Oh, Momo, yeah. Momo can get quite excited, can't he? he yeah. Can get, he can get very... <laughs> some, some, uh, a fan was telling me yesterday, it's like, what if Momo like, had, uh, had like, weapons that, that Momo could use, and then it would stop every episode because he could totally take anybody out? I'm like, yeah. It'd be like this weaponized drone with wings and fur that would come after you. That, that would be a formidable weapon, but that's not Momo. I mean, he gets, when he, they're at the Fire Nation temple... They he fool. saves the day. Yeah. Sure, many a time. And then he's wearing one of the Fire Nation soldier helmets. Helmets, yes. yes. <laughs> yeah. He had a dog fight with another parrot. The parrot, he had yeah. a dog fight with. He, Momo's. Oh, no, in the pirate one? Yeah, Momo's a Momo. little gangster. He's a <laughs> <laughs> have you seen images of animals, D, that you have looked at and really kind of felt like, are there easier ones for you to sort of think about when, when you see a small creature, you're like, oh, okay, I. I sort of have a wheelhouse that I'm going to tap into for this. Yeah. Well, I mean, what, what made it a little easier in this show, which it, it is so fantastical and interesting, um, is that most of the animals were uh, a combination of, of creatures that are familiar already. And so you can, you can kind of pull from both of them, you know, like, uh, like, like a badger frog or whatever we just did, where you can do a, the frog sound, which is a... You know, and you add kind of a sniffling or a snuffling that you'd find with a mammal, and then you, you kind of mash those together, and, and then you know, with the animators and everything else, and the whole package is put together. And so we would, we would often do that. Some, some creatures are just large and monstrous, um, or, or like a shear shoe is, is there's, there's clearly you start with the nose and the snuffling, and then you kind of work your way into a larger mammal-type sound from that, but you base it around... The, the standout feature of either what the animal does or the combination of, of what it looks like. See, he he's so succinctly describes it that for one second, aren't you like, oh, <laughs> yeah. I mean, that makes sense. That's like pretty easy. That's how See, I would do it. Yeah. He's just taking That's this. exactly taking how I would say we should do it, this. D. Like, oh, he's, and now it's a bigger animal. It's like, okay, all right, well, I could, I could do that. Of course it's a bigger You can't animal. do it. Right, no. And I, I do love hearing it amplified. When you, when you did Appa earlier, and I was like, for a second, I closed my eyes and just felt like Appa was in the room. I was like, yeah. oh. Uh, 
was cool. It's so Wouldn't that cool. be nice? It's so, so, so cool. Yes, it would be nice. Yeah? You're good enough, I have to say. You're pretty wonderful to sit next oh. to. Thank you, thank you. I'm, yeah. I'm honored to be everybody. up here. You're everybody. Well, you're the, you're the avatar. Yeah, and, yeah. And, you know. you're, you're, all, you're all the animals. Goodness, I love all the animals gracious. so much. Um, okay, so I think another thing that we wanted to try to cover, well, first of all, I gotta give a massive shout out to the folks at Avatar Wiki. I've talked about it on the podcast before. Y'all have put together a phenomenal fandom site. It is True. so rich with information. It is such an amazing place to tap into when you want to find out more obscure facts, uh, knowing that you can look up a character and have their entire arc that includes any books or graphic novels, anything that you know took place in between Korra and Aang because we have that information. I mean, it's an amazing resource, and uh, I, I, don't, I can't even wrap my head around right. like the maintenance of that, but I actually reached out to the Avatar Wiki folks oh, and said what what Zuko and animal heavy scenes would it be fun for us to read at New York Comic Con? So those scenes came from Avatar Wiki. That's, that's, that's great. those folks. And you guys all help to be a part of that. If you've ever done anything on that site, you're, you're, you're in it. You you're reached out word. to them and they reached yeah. back out to you? I didn't, yeah. I didn't know. They got a Twitter. I didn't know that they can talk back. They talk back. They talk that's back. crazy. Yeah. This is a, I mean, that's the kind of You know people. <laughs> I mean, she's the avatar. She knows people. Yeah. And by the way, again, I went to Avatar Wiki and not Mike and Brian. <laughs> I was like, Avatar Wiki's going to have it all written down. Sometimes Mike and Brian are like, oh, that sounds so familiar. Oh. We're working on so many stories right now. Oh. Like, they have to, like, tap back into the, mo you know, the moments that they were working on those Oh, those I'm very things. excited to see what they I come know. up with. Like, I, I, I really don't know anything about it. Uh, yeah. I, I, I hope that we are involved, but who knows? But I'm just excited that they're making new worlds oh my gosh, to, absolutely. Uh, to, to share with the world. We said we're just fine to be involved if we can talk about it on the podcast. That's true. And just nerd out about it. I know, it's, it's like we, you know, we're hoping we'll catch up by the time new stuff releases. We still have yeah. to get through book two, book three, yeah. Korra. We got a long way to go. It's, it's, it's so crazy that we have not even met Toph yet. I know. And we have not really met Azula yet. And that is we don't some sweet to. business coming up. <laughs> yes, we do want to. Yes, we do want to. I live with her. <laughs> don't need to. Azula. I love Toph. I think Toph is my favorite. I love favorite. Toph also. Yeah. I think Toph is my favorite character. Yeah. I was always what? blown. Just teasing. I also love Toph. I, I was, I, I gotta be honest. I, I, I was always, um, one of the things I really love about the series, and there's so much to love about the show, um, is the, uh, the constant inventiveness of the battling, of the fighting that goes on and how it's like they weren't just doing the same fight or the same kind of fight or battle or conflict every time. It was different. They would come up with these brilliantly interesting different ideas. And for me, with Toph, it was particularly, it just really captured me, the way that, that she would wield her, her powers and forces in new and inventive ways every time. I, I really liked that. Absolutely. I love, I love this idea of this world where the power are children, girls, uh, women, and old people. It's like that's where the power sits in this universe. And I think that's a really, there's, there's something very, very healing and, and uh, hopeful about that, I think. Absolutely, and especially with, a, I mean, look at a character like Iroh, who we know historically to have had this astonishing power. And we, of course we see some of it when, especially when he's protecting Zuko or, you know, but to know that he is this wizened character who's had these life experiences that have taught him, and huge, huge shout out to Mako, obviously. Um, and Greg Bob, And Greg stepping I mean, in in the most graceful, wonderful way. He's the dragon of the West. He's my uncle. But he also loves to drink tea and play Pai Shai. I know. When we started to go back and watch the show from the beginning, and you really try to see it and not try to know what's going to happen in the future, it's fascinating to see Uncle Iroh back then. Because he's kind of like this bumbling uncle. He reminds me of like the maid in Romeo and Juliet we talk about in the podcast where 
you don't know what he's who he actually is. It's like you look at your your parents and you look at your elders and like you don't know who they are. Like you look at your you know like you don't know your grandfather is a hero. You're like yeah. what? Like yeah, you don't know your uncle. And it made me have that feeling as I'm watching the early episodes and and Zuko kind of taking. Uncle Iroh super for granted. Like, he wants to do what he needs to do. He needs to find this avatar, and his uncle's just kind of like, just frustrating and bugging him. It's like a, my babysitter. Yeah. But then you don't realize, like, these guys, your parents, your uncles, your elders in your life are these amazing, amazing people if you take a moment to kind of find out who they actually were, yeah. who they are. Yeah. Iroh's kind a of a, 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 a moral core, a center, a gravity source to the stories, right? I mean, because his whole thing, he's got these great powers that are quite formidable, but he, for the most part, doesn't solve conflicts with that. He, right. he finds a way to flip it or to de-escalate it uh, and to resolve it in a way that's not simply violence topping violence. And that's a really important and profound idea. Uh, and that's, that, you know, and there's, there's a lot of those in, in the series, but... I think that's part of the appeal is that, that there's a humanity to how these stories play out that, you know, people who live in the world and who have relationships and who have families, people you love, that you understand that it's not just like that, that it's conversation, it's trying to understand and then to work through it in a way that, that heals or resolves without, uh, you know, blowing up and, and destroying everything. So that's, that's part of what I just love about that character so much. Absolutely. How many of you uh, re-watched or watched Avatar during the pandemic? And how many of you had to, like we have, press pause after something Uncle Iroh says and just sort of sit with how much we needed to hear those words yeah. in the moment that we were sitting in as a world, right? Yeah, so, there's so many moments in the show that you kind of, as watching it over again, that stand out and that you, I didn't catch the first time, I didn't remember, and these, and these little details that I think really make the show magical. Outside all the big things and all the great things that we do remember, there's all these like really small moments that are just so magical. Yeah, yeah. It's really impressive to, um, to have writing that good and you're, as an actor, you're, you're very much dependent in a, in a final way on what the words are on the page. And um, you, you're really nowhere as an actor without good writing. And, and the director's nowhere. Nobody's anywhere without really good writing. That's the foundation of these stories that, you know, we want to tell and that we want to hear and that we learn from. And we've been so very lucky in this, uh, in this realm that uh, Mike and Brian have cultivated this corral of really outstanding writers, as well as storyboard people and the whole team, the whole collaboration that puts this thing together. It's, uh, it's, it's a once-in-a-lifetime kind of project. Yeah, I was going to say that's one of the really wonderful things about the podcast, too, is it seems like every time we have someone from a different realm of the production on, they spend so much time talking about someone else's role and how amazing they were. So, you know, we bring in Andrea Romano, who directed us, and she talks about Dee Bradley Baker, right? She's going off on how prepared he is and how wonderful he is and how special he is. And then he's on, and he unknowingly, because he hasn't heard Andrea talk, talks about Andrea Romano. And then the writers talk about the actors, but the actors compliment the writers. It's so amazing to hear. It's like we're hearing the best gossip it's like the best gossip, like, oh, so-and-so was talking about you. And by the way, they said you were what made the, the show so great. We have now found out from almost every side of production that fight scenes are the hardest, just for everyone. They're the hardest for the actors. They're the hardest for the composer. They're the hardest for the writers. They're definitely the hardest for the animators. And so I love that, too, where you sort of get all of those perspectives together and go, oh, wow, there's like a unifying fact about production that we learn from every single side of it. And that made me feel better because I always feel like, you know, you saw Dante, he was, a little, he, he was embracing all those fight sounds. I'm a kung fu master. 
firemen. We, we all become master. When we're, when we're doing the fight scenes, it's like all of a sudden. We got to. It's like, your turn. I'm like, what am I doing? You're doing this kick, that spin, everything. I'm like, I got it. Ready? And roll the tape. Yeah. Uh, uh, uh. But I, I'm also trying to, kind of trying to do it in the room. Usually. I know, I know. I do. Hit the mic sometimes. Like, what are you doing? I'm like, I'm getting into it. Yeah. Did you, do you ever have those moments, Dee? Because I feel like you're so composed when you're on mic. I, I've never seen you, like, flail. Uh, uh, in terms of doing a fight scene, you mean? Yeah, or just anything. Uh, it's, uh, I, I probably do flail an awful lot, actually. Um, but it all just comes down to painting the story that's being told with your, with your voice. And so uh, if you're clear on what uh, Mike and Brian and Andrea are, are laying out in terms of what the story is, it's, it's much easier to hit those marks in a way that fulfills what, what they're going for. Yeah. I feel, I mean, listen, I know we have a few minutes left. Um, would it make sense, and this is just, again, off the top of my head, to do, like, a little trivia with the fans? Who wants to do some trivia? Maybe somebody has a right answer to a question that relates to what the things is. And I bet there's can... a correct answer to every single question that you may possibly ever have. Let's make the question super right hard. Classic Fire Nation. Let's make them super hard so no one can get it and I can take home the ones I don't have. How dare you. Let's see. You want to just pull one out for us, my friend, and we'll see what we got? Oh, we're starting oh. out. I brought that. We're starting out with, this is actually from Box Lunch. If you turn it the Upside other way, this is, a, this is a very sweet little fanny pack um, slash purse. And Momo uh, and Appa are on it, so it's I'm going to sign it's a satchel. it. And Dee Bradley Baker is going to sign it. Oh my goodness, signed by Dee Bradley Baker. I'll sign the inside. I, I don't want to mar the beautiful, the beautiful artwork on this. I look forward to seeing how you get in there, because it's kind of a tight fit. There it is. Um, so yeah, this was sent to me, and I said, you know what? I've given a couple things away on on uh, Instagram, and I hadn't got to this set yet. And I thought, oh well, I can just bring it to the con with me. So I'm excited that this will go to someone. Um, let's start with a softball, Fire Nation. Softball. I know. I so if you listen to the podcast, you and might... oh, let's in terms of how we do it, everyone be respectful of each other. Probably don't shout out answers because that seems like it's going to give it away for whoever we All do right. call on. Uh, so raise your hand if you think you know the answer. We're not going to be like the woman in the mask. Uh, so that you know, you know that you're you're being called on. And by the way, this is so fun to have the lights up because there was some now we can see terrific cosplay happening. I know. I see a lot of and I see a lot of Fire Nation in the house. Fire Nation in the house. Fire Nation. I see in some Zugos in the house. I see the Water Tribe in the house. We got some. Oh, there's Naga. Oh, she looks. Aww. She, you know, she's far away, so she looks small to me. Um, but that's just far away. I'm sure she came closer. She would be a full size. I also see some air nomads. I see some air nomads in the house. Yes, What's indeed. Up? Yes, indeed. Do we Earth, have any Earth? Earth Kingdom. We got some Earth, Is Earth Kingdom? Kingdom here. Is Earth Kingdom? We got, here? We got Earth, Earth Kingdoms Kingdom? in the house. We got Earth there Kingdom? it is. Earth nice. Kingdom. Nice. Oh, for a second I was worried we didn't have everybody represented, and I got scared. They've All come the together. blood vendors in the house. All the blood. No, no. no. I said water. I said water. Uh, okay. Oh, there we go. Oh, hello. Oh, swamp vendors in the house. The swamp vendor is in the house. I mean, it has been a minute since I saw some swamp vendors. It ain't a party till the swamp vendors get here. Yeah. They're the most fun to hang out with. Not a party. They brought the moonshine. Yeah. That's some sweet business. Okay, uh, so we're gonna call out. This is gonna be a real simple one. This is you do one. this one. If you, if you listen to the podcast, you might know this. I did not know this answer until we did the podcast. So since that's an Appa Satchel fanny pack purse, does anyone know what two animals Appa is? Raise your hand. Wait, you pick. Okay. I'm, I'm going right to the back because I hate when I'm in the back and I feel like no one sees me. That doesn't mean we won't get the front two. But uh, yes, you in the standing in the back next to, yeah. Fire Nation Katara. Yes. I think it's Fire Nation Katara. Are you Fire Nation Katara? Oh, yay! I couldn't even see, I couldn't even see that well. Fire Nation Katara, what two animals are Appa? That was a weird. Half manatee, half bison. Yes, that is you are correct. correct. Fire Nation Katara takes the purse fanny pack. 
I know some of you out there didn't know he was half manatee. I know some of you out there didn't know. Some of you might have just found that out for the first time. Some of you, like me, might not have exactly know what a manatee was. Yeah, some of you might have to Google a manatee. I was like, I've said that word in my life. I'm not 100% sure. Is it related to hippopotamuses? I don't know. I mean... A manatee is an animal that's so friendly it's almost extinct. Yeah. They're just so friendly. It's so true. They get hurt because they're like, they swim up to boats and stuff and they're like, hi. Yeah. Hi, there's a boat there. Oh, it's driving over me. Oh, bye boat. You'll see manatees out there with some Save the manatees. Poor manatees. We see manatees with scars like Zuko scar, basically, is what we're talking about here. Yeah, they get scarred. They get like, you know, like a little scar. But they keep going. They keep going. They keep going. We should have an Avatar manatee fund. That would be... (laughs) Oh, actually, I love that. Wouldn't that be nice? Yeah. Save 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 a manatee. I'm on board for that. Well, it's been said on the podcast, so it's official. Uh, We'll have to get that up and running. Let's do the next one. My friend, why don't you pull out another box? What do we got? Looks like we have Fire Lord Ozai. Fire Lord Ozai. Fire Lord Ozai. Some people are like, I don't want that. I don't want to touch Fire Lord Ozai, but some of you are like, oh, Abs yeah. of flame. Okay, here's the Ozai question. Go for it, go for it. So, what was Ozai's new title going to be once he burned down the Earth My Kingdom? Goodness. D, you want to pick someone? My goodness. Uh, I'm going to pick, okay, over here, blue with the gray fuzzy hair. Yes, you, yes. What is it? The Phoenix King is correct! Ding, ding. We have a winner. I mean, that really might be one you want to keep in the box, because I don't know what's going to happen if yeah, you open it up. Don't trust that guy. I haven't seen that one before, but... But he's okay that you got it. He doesn't need to okay. take it. I kind of... I mean, I, I do <laughs> want that one. We have issues, me and him. Yeah. But, His abs yeah. alone intimidate me. Yeah. Oh, I know. Oh, yeah, yeah. Okay. Uh, what else have we got in there? Oh, I'm sorry. A toff? Toff. I'm sorry. Is that a toff? The I question... love toff, and I love her daughter, too. I know. Once Fong gets going, oh, wow. So awesome. All right. Go ahead, go ahead. What is toff's alias for her matches in the Earth well, yeah, Kingdom? This is the first hand that went up so fast. I knew what the question was going to be when, when you pulled out toff. Oh! Time bending. Yeah. The blind bandit is the blind correct, bandit. The blind bandit is yeah. correct. It's a good trivia question. Uh, that was, I mean, listen. That, I, I, that, and also, that's a good way to do it. It's like, raise your hand even if you don't know, because if you don't know and you get called, then you should be like, huh? Right. Um, okay, and then what else do we have in there? Is this our final one? No, we have two more. Two more. Okay. Three more? Uh, unless I'm mistaken, I believe we have an Azula. An Azula! Oh. She's one of my favorite villains of all time. Of all time. I Shout mean, out Grey to Grey Delisle. Brilliant. Such a spectacular job. We love our Grey Delisle. Definitely one of my favorite characters. Oh, I cannot wait to get to Azula. It's going to be so what fun. What a cruel, cruel villain she so is. So unhinged. So unhinged. Uh, but you know what? Back in the day, when she first met Ty Lee and May, she was going to what school? What school? Oh. Whoa. There were some quick some hands quick hands. Up. I mean, it's I mean it's hard not to pick. Yeah, you know him. Yeah. You're so close. close. But but no no no. I'm you're but just I'm just saying like is there anything a little more specific specific to maybe where she's from that Yes. The Royal Fire Academy for Girls. That the is correct. Varney's so nice. I was like, pass next. And you over there to the right. You are correct. She was wrong. Who's next? <laughs> she stopped me. You stopped me. I know. She was like, no, no. I'm like, I know. Such a nice avatar. I know. <laughs> I know. It's a water tribe. Oh, we have more gifts to give away, Dante. Oh, great. That yeah. you aren't getting. We're Santa Claus up here today. I love it. And the question for this, I do believe. Yeah. Sokka. Okay, what is Toff's nickname for Sokka? Oh, I, that hand went up so fast. That, yep. You. Oh. That's what I thought too, and I was wrong upset. backstage. What an upset. 
Who who knows and doesn't think it's Twinkle Toes? Yeah, here. yeah, over in in the red against the wall. Yeah. My Steven Universe, Steven Universe on the wall. Yeah, Steven Universe. Uh, maybe yes. What what'd you say? I I love you for doing the thing though. Like, hey, I okay. might know it. Thank you. Pass. I love Next. it. I love it. Uh uh okay, the person who's pointing to the person. We got it. Yeah. Yes, you. Yes, my darling. Yes. Ponytail. Good guess. Also not true. Uh okay. Yes. Yes. Captain yes! Boomerang! <laughs> Captain Boomerang. Captain Boomerang. Congrats. Okay, we have our final you st- you one. You almost stumped him on that one. You almost stumped I know. him on that one. I'm excited. I was afraid they were I gonna... said Twinkle Toes, too, yeah, and that was wrong. Pops into your mind right I was away, like, Twinkle but... Toes? Captain yeah. Boomerang, I love it. She okay. calls somebody Twinkle Toes. Okay, Speaking of Aang, guess who we have? What a segue. We have Aang. Aang. We have Aang. This is a little bit of a softball, too, um, in a good way. Uh, what was Aang's Fire Nation alias? Ooh, a lot of hands, a lot of hands. One person's hand shot up so fast and shot down even faster. It was like, <laughs> I saw you, Wonder Woman. Uh, I'm so bad. I'm, I can't pick anyone. Pick. Uh, red New York Yankees hat. Kuzon is correct! Hey! Great work, everybody. Okay, I hope that everyone enjoyed getting some loot. Um, really, really great answers, everybody. I'm glad that they weren't too terribly easy, but that we were able to get everything away good. Good so that you didn't smuggle any out. This was a lot of fun. And hey, I'm stop by and say hi to us. We're, yeah. uh, we're doing uh, we're autographs and we're doing a photo op, right? Yeah. Uh, you can take your pictures too. with us if you want, yep. and um, and and it's it's so great seeing you guys. It's so great feeling. The, yes. The Rico the We want to thank. We want to thank everybody who came out. We want to thank Avatar Wiki again. We want to thank uh, D. Bradley Baker for being here. We want to thank Nickelodeon, iHeart. Definitely, thank you, Nickelodeon. Uh, and New York Comic Con. I think there's just one thing that might be fun for us all to do if you have time to stick around. Maybe before we leave, we just. Uh, I mean, we have. I mean. Secret tunnel. Mm-hmm. I mean, we have two lovers, lovers forbidden from one another. A war divides their people, and a mountain divides them apart. Build a path to be together. Yeah, I forget the next couple of lines, but then it goes. Secret tunnel, secret tunnel, through the mountains, secret, 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 secret tunnel. Yeah. Thank you, everybody. Thank you, guys. Thank you, New York. We love you guys. Well, now that you've got the cave of two lovers stuck in your head, secret tunnel, we wanted to thank you so much for listening to Braving the Elements. Make sure you stay tuned for next week. We got some great stuff ahead. We're going to be sharing one of our favorite episodes from season one. Stay with us. We have a lot more in store. You ready for this? Yeah. If is the most original and heartfelt movie in years. Magic like this comes around once in a lifetime. This Friday, experience it with your whole family. Can we do it again? If ready PG.